Why are you doing this? You did this to yourself. And admitting that is the first step. You're a crackhead. Thing is, this planet and these people, they're your drug of choice. It wasn't that hard to make a universe. At first, you just checked in every once in a while. See how the Neanderthals are doing. Move a couple of continents around. But then you got more into it. You started playing a couple of characters of your own. Slaves, kings, messiahs. Pretty soon, you were playing 24-7. How long have I been? You've been gone for 4,000 years. Not that time means the same for us. You came looking for me. Why now? Because you forgot who you were. They forgot this wasn't real. We couldn't just storm in on a fiery chariot. It was your universe. We had to play by your rules. We had to show you how limited and corrupt your little world was. Don't get me wrong, it's... It's a nice place. It's cozy. But do you remember where you came from? It was warm and white. You can't describe it with human words. You can't think it with human thoughts. We need you to come back with us. Come back with me. Welcome, everybody, to AM Byte. Welcome to AB Live. My name is Miguel Connor, and I am your pompadus of gnosis. I am the magic man, but so are you. You're the magic man or the woman or whatever. <laughs> and we have a very special show beyond our very special and cool guest because right now, uh, if you are hearing this on YouTube, you are not hearing it live because... Google put me in YouTube jail for a week for something somebody said on my channel summer of 2022. And uh, therefore, I am looking for alternatives. You are listening live if you are on Facebook, but of course, you'll get a replay. So I am looking for alternatives until I get out of YouTube jail and maybe make it permanent. Just get out of YouTube. I am trying Rockfin tonight. Doesn't seem to be working, looking at my screen from the corner of my eye. But I am also uh, just started an account on Rumble today, so I will test that out next week. So we'll get there. But regardless of where you're subscribed, unless it's YouTube and I'm forever banned, whether you're listening on audio, Facebook, uh, Rockfin will get the replay. You will get the replay of the show we will not be silenced and the gnosis will go on. So a special show. And of course, it is special because it is great to have an individual whose work I really enjoy, who have had some very great conversation, mind-blowing conversations over the phone about the absurdity of life, the Archon world and all that. And that is Ashley Laurel. Ashley, thank you very much for finally coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Miguel. It's such, it is such an honor to be here. I've been watching you for years, and it's a bit surreal in the best way. And I am just so happy to share in this really engaging dialogue and could be happier to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And of course, I love the setup. You you look like you're straight out of Atlantis. So uh, let's it's take right. us back to, oh, look, <laughs> the hoodie is off. All right. Now it's the got everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And with us, too, we've got the Moondog Vans. Vans, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Just sitting here, waiting for the fun to begin. The magic, the spirituality. Awesome. Yes, the secrets yes. of the universe. 
<laughs> you have it right behind you there, Bad. So yeah, that's, there they are, too far away for me to grab at this point, but glad to see you here, Ashley. Indeed and indeed. Well, so Ashley, you have been through quite a journey in your life. You've seen some things, both in the material and the other worlds. Mm -hmm. Tell the Let's start with you. For those of you who may not know you, tell us about your superhero story, how you came to be a wild, crazy mystic. Well, that's a short conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I would say in summary, as much as I hate adversity when I'm in it, because who likes being in those moments, right? When we're in those really... Uh, lonely, challenging times when we go through things that force us to do the deepest inner work, all those moments, uh, when I really look back at it all, form the tapestry of what were the pivotal points, push points that kept kind of pushing me up and up. And I'm aware that th those points I've learned can be can go one of two ways. They can be push points that push you up or push you really far down, depending on what trajectory you want to use. But my mindset has always been, if I'm going to go through something shitty, I am going to learn from this. I am going to grow from this. So I have taken every experience in my life, at least from <laughs> past the teenagers. Um, so after that, you know, get a bit of wisdom. But, um, but anything that I went through, it was like, okay, if this is happening, there has to be a lesson in this. There has to be something that's going to, that I can learn or grow from this. I'm not going to let it happen for no reason. There can't just be... Uh, so that was just always my mindset. And I find that that has been really instrumental. So when I would, for example, let's say I was going through something where I encountered mistreatment of any kind, that would be for me, I would look at, okay, what is the healing that is necessary in this world? Where is the darkness that needs more light? Like I would always just kind of sh shift from that angle. And it's just been interesting because it's led me down a road of, such unexpected surprises and journeys that I never could have imagined. I feel like there's still so many left, obviously, but I had a, I guess what you would call a label. I don't even know what the word is like a Samadhi experience that so many people claim to strive for and talk about as if it's like the best thing to achieve this like divine union and everything. But when I had it, I was quite young and I wasn't really on my path and I had it before I was mentally prepared and coexisting with that gnosis of being of that like people think that that would be i would have thought like oh my god you're so lucky that's amazing that was not my experience when i had that experience it was spontaneous and uh i wasn't on psychedelic psychedelic anything just happened organically and i was in a just an early point in my journey in my early 20s and materialism was at the clubs every night partying like i was being like every 20 year old and then i had that immersion and union and suddenly all my conversations felt empty all my relationships felt empty my job mm -hmm. it was like this emptiness like i just wanted to go back to that feeling of that which is beyond human words but that euphoria that comes from that union touching that like being immersed in that and i guess my whole path is not to just reunite with that but to try to grab the hands of everyone else and like, come with me, <laughs> like, we're going together, you know? So that's my journey, I guess. 
Awesome. Awesome. And uh, you who obviously have your knee deep in the stuff, as uh, your bio says, you are a certification in yoga, nindra, meditation, and breath work. You're an instructor. You're a yoga teacher, certified master pranic energy healer. You've got, uh, yeah, you're knee deep in uh, all these mystical stuff, and you call yourself a omniversal intelligent agent. What is that? You know, I'm figuring it out myself, but um, for whatever reason, I have had this compulsion, this drive, this thing to like preserve and maintain justice and harmony. It's just always been there. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, that to me meant working in the police force, you know, working in law enforcement. And that was my version of restoring. But that urge was there. And then obviously learned very quickly how corrupt all that was. And I was like, ew, I, I, want, to, I want justice, but on that, not the human, like icky man-made rules that are meant to oppress us. Like the real yeah. justice, what is that about? And I started delving into spiritual laws, universal laws, omniversal laws, and omniverse for people who don't know what that means. It's just everything in creation, right? So that would be anything that we do or do not know may or may not exist. It could be any dimension, any realm, any density, past, present, future, any physical, non-physical, like just everything that could or could not, like just everything. Um, and I wanted to understand what the workings were of that system because something felt very off to me here. And I began to figure out right away, as I, because I my formal like education background is in journalism. And because I wanted to, you know, fix all the justice system and all the corruption in the world. Uh, right. Realize I was in for a, quite a ride. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this was a lot deeper than I thought. Um, went down that abyss. The abyss stared straight back at me and I was like, holy crap, we have a lot of work to do. But the biggest question that surfaced for me is, Who's overseeing this process? Who is enforcing these laws, these universe, like supposed laws that I've been preaching about, these universal laws, these spiritual laws, the law of free will that is clearly being violated here has been for quite some time, but there's no enforcement, there's no consequences of this violation. And that became intriguing to me. I was like, well, what is, why? Like, wh where are all these ascended masters? Where are all these beings that are supposed to be watching out for us? Uh. And, um, I was angry for a while and I still am confused about some of it. I, I don't know what, and what I mean. I should elaborate on that because some people are probably like, what does she mean? Violations of free will. Like, for example, um, right now, like, did you consent to the fact that when you walk outside your door, the air is not healthy for your body, right? It's not meant for your physical system. Did you consent to the fact that almost 99% of your DNA is shut off for reasons we don't really know, right? Um, did you consent to the fact that your pineal gland, all of our pineal glands are probably more deactivated and calcified than they should be, and many, many other things. I certainly did not consent to that. Yeah, we don't have wings, right? You know, nothing, who consented to that? <laughs> we couldn't fly around. And Vance, <laughs> like I, to elaborate on that, I've, I've cried in despair to beings I can't see that I'm hoping can hear me. And I'm like, I'm feel like I'm being violent. My fear of free will is being violent. I feel like I don't have any because I don't even know who I would be with my wings, right? With all of our wings. If, if we, if mine is take out all the toxins, all the poisons, all the thing, all the brainwashing, the, the sound harmonic stuff. Like there's so much stuff that is meant to manipulate our frequency. And who would we be without all of that is all I want is a fair play, like a fair 
playing field, right? Where it's like, okay, what would it, what would a true free will experience be like? Where it's like, because right now we don't have that. We really don't. We have an allude and an, an aspect of that, but we get to an edge where we start to really explore that divine potential in us, and we are met with barrier after barrier. So I think that that's what I'm starting to embark on. So I'm sorry to Miguel, like the long answer to your question is. I've realized that while I've heard that there are forces out there that supposedly oversee our universal laws and all these things, I'm like, what are, where, where are the results? Like what's happening? Like, what's happening? Like, like where, who's doing what here? And so I think it's time to, for us as humanity to stop just relying on higher beings, these whatever beings to step in and save us. It's time for us to really save ourselves at this point. So that's what this is, is the, um, that intergalactic intelligence agency aspect, this Har harmony alliance of all the cosmos trying to create these threads of connection through all of creation so that we're all trying to get to the same harmonic frequency, but also that's so we're all able to experience the free will experience as we are meant to. Cause I would love, like, believe me, I'm not one to be like, here's a bunch of rules. Here's a, but like be free, <laughs> be free, you know, within, within this, I think the, the confine for me, the only thing I would imagine is where have free will to the point where your free will isn't impeding the free will of another, you know, and then it's like, let's play that experiment. Let's have this creative game, but we don't have that. And it made me wonder, I actually was simmering on this today. Today out of all days, I had this epiphany download. I don't know, whatever you call it, where I'm like, I wonder if there really are no laws. Like I'm beginning to con seriously conceptualize and wonder this, these like universal spiritual laws we've heard of the law of free will, the law of non-interference, the law of non-intervention. I'm like, I've studied these for years. I'm like, wait a minute, what is a law? A law is something that is enforced. A law is something that there's consequence if you don't abide to. So if those are real laws and there's no enforcement, are they even real? Which is kind of scary, but kind of exciting because if there's no laws, this is a bit scary because it means there's other, the, the archonic, that darker side can do whatever, but so can we. It's also can be a very empowering thing um, that if, anything goes then this is our chance to really regain our freedom and liberty and our using our creative potential and it can be also really positive no oh, i love what you said yeah it's, there is uh, one law uh, that i know about that i'm pretty sure about which is the law of consistency hmm. in other words when you open your front door every day you're going to see the same thing it's like the universe can't like have you in Iowa one day and Illinois another and <laughs> so forth and so on, right? And so otherwise our memories wouldn't make sense. It's like any sentient beings with a memory, they have to exist within some sort of realm of consistency. So there's one. You know, I, I've heard of that as well, but I've also heard of potential violations of that where depending on, and this is, I, I think, where this conversation gets deep is that is a law but what happens when we're dealing with forces that are trying to that potentially could interfere with that and what a, an example with that for that would be you have some beings out there let's say on earth elsewhere whatever advanced beings that are dealing with advanced technology let's say quantum technology that can inadvertently rip cause dimensional rifts or tears what would be the potential impacts of something like that potential potential right and um the intuitive feeling of received is that is something that has occurred in our omniverse before from misuse of really advanced technology inadvertently where beings can literally be in a 
place of where they like everything looks normal and they step outside and that's like a sign that a certain world has had a dimensional terror rift or something heavy like um a profound nature has occurred that needs repair um like Laban, there's a million questions that follow that if something like that happened would it be repaired in a way where we wouldn't even have memory of its repair would it with the contingent continuing contin um would there be forces that interplay that fix it where we'd wake up from a dream and it was like, Oh, that's right. a crazy dream last night. And we just like, <laughs> look, right. Like we don't it's know. Possible, like, right? It's possible. Right. Possible. Like I'm, I'm open to anything really, but that is a, I mean, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also what else is our mind doing? Because again, no. the biggest trickster, the biggest archon is our mind as philosophers mm. have said, the prime directive of our mind is to keep us, away from reality right i mean our mind is created for evolution you know shelter food sex and maybe a little mm -hmm. you know pastime so yeah. we we block out the mystical reality that is not consistent so mm -hmm. it is a projection but ashley so who who is screwing with our 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 reality who do if if we want to talk to the manager of the universe be a karen who are the bad guys in your, as far as you can tell us? How I've seen it in my mind's eye, and, and I don't have a solid answer as a name or anything like that, but what I've experienced and felt and, and seen in my mind's eye is, uh, I saw a rift between what looked like universes, I'm guessing, I don't know exactly, but mm -hmm. essentially a force that was um, whatever the inverse would be of like our divine spark, our divine nature. So like whatever that is, that gives us our animation, our life force, that light that's in everything, a tree, like that's in everything, our ether, all that stuff. Imagine a universe out there that is the exact inverse of that, whatever that would be, like our in, upside down or whatever that is. Some kind of, because they're polar opposites, they're being a form of a traction of sorts also because of that nature and that other force pushing up against because it's like a food like imagine a shark in water that can smell blood oh. um so it's like it's that sensation of light that sensation of its food source and a break like a tear happening in that and some of that energy seeping through our universe our realm or our, our dimension i'm not sure but i see it as like a almost like a black cloud um that expands and enlarges with certain emotions and vibrations so it every time like a huge expulsion of fear or terror is released or really low emotions it feeds in the sense that it expands it grows bigger um and the nature of that and how that's all ran and operates i'm not sure but i do fully sense in my being that there are um a lot of people in positions of power that are trying to work in alignment with that energy mm -hmm. and trying to give it its food source. And we're up against an interesting opponent. Um, um, yeah. And that's where I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if these are uncharted waters. I wonder that sometimes if something this specific has ever occurred in other realms are past or if you, I don't know, but that's my strong and intuitive feeling is that there is something that um, 
is unnatural to our specific realm. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be very clear that I'm not this all light and love. Like, yes, of course. Like, who doesn't love love and light? Like, I love love and light, all those things. But I understand balance. I understand the the, um, requirement of discord. And, like, I just, I understand the interplay of all those energies. And I think it's important. But there's something else that seems foreign and parasitic in its frequency. It doesn't seem to be um, in tune with the same song or frequency or dance of our specific universe. Like it just, it doesn't match. It's like, it's not um, just feels foreign. So I don't know what that means exactly, but I feel like there was something that came through and we are kind of just seeing the ramifications of that. Um, that's, that's my, my feeling about that. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, because I'm thinking, well, in my head, I'm thinking of uh, Grant Morrison's Nameless, Two Forces. Mm. There was a pinprick and two forces had to go at it. Or Philip K. Dick's Universe A, Universe B. Or even Token, you've got the, you know, singing of the gods and one of them goes to the darkness and stirs something and this darkness comes up in Melkor, so... Yeah. That would that would make sense. Even in Gnosticism, you got the Aeons and the Archons, right? You know, right. The, the perfect thing, and then all of a sudden, there a little corruption enters in, right? And then there's something that comes to save you. That's what I always thought that there should be something. If we have to forego all these nasty forces that from wherever they came, mm-hmm. there should be some good forces to help us, right? So, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's my, my frustration is I feel, well, I, I firmly in my soul, I feel like we have assistance, we have divine help. Like I know that, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, it bugs me. And maybe this is my human side talking, but it does. It's like, I feel like the only people caring about the rules or ethics or what's right are the good guys, you know, like the, like the good beings, the higher beings, what we call like ascended masters, spiritual, like they're like the ones like, no, like love, non-interference. Like, and it's like, Okay, you guys are the only ones paying attention to the rules here. If we keep going down this road, it's not going to end well. Like you think, I know it's a like Hollywood analogy to use, but really though, like uh, even Star Wars, like the Jedi order, like the Jedi's ended up ha- losing in that initial fight because they were the only ones. They were like, no, we have to react with patience, and and of course, like you should always try to go that path of peace first, diplomacy, peace, all those things, approach it always with those first. But when you've done that for thousands of years and it's not working, it's time to look at the board and and come up with maybe a different strategy. And I think that's where we're at at this exact moment. So what is the strategy you think? What do you think we are as humans and what tools do we need to embrace or do you suggest others? I think our disconnection to nature is a huge, a huge component of what's creating this disharmony within ourselves and our ability to connect to and tune into higher energies. Um, because there is so much beautiful, like there, that divine stuff. I don't want to get too dark. Like that's there and it's real and it exists. But right now we're like these, um, like radios without batteries or something. We just can't hear or feel all this um, uh, intel or divine information that's coming through. And I think that, you know, it it was probably through so many uh, series of events in history of how we got disconnected from the elements. I mean, I'm not even sure. I asked myself that. I'm like, how did we go from a civilization? Like, what was the 
catalyst that we went from being, because we were at one point very harmonious, um, you think of indigenous cultures, shamanic cultures, like that, we were like that at one point, because suddenly those people were the ones who were hunted and killed. What happened from that point A to point B, where those were the uh, people who were like the head of the councils of the world, like the wisdom uh, teachers, to suddenly they were the ones being hunted. Like what happened to cause that? I don't know that. Like that, I'm very curious about that myself. But regardless, we ended up where we ended up. And um, somehow we have to get that realignment. And I think that it's going to take work. It's going to take, and I say that because our whole everything in our world is meant to really make us forget that for the most part, um, distract us from that essence of ourselves. Um, just keep us blinded to that. And so I think the best thing as first of all, content creators, this is like a big, huge start is us having this ability to get this information out to people so they can be aware that this is even happening. Cause most people don't even know that they're most people don't even know that there's something else more to them. And that makes me so sad. I, I, think about sometimes whatever, when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, you know what, no matter how bad I think things are sometimes, at least I know I'm more than a physical vessel. At least I like know that there's like something bigger than myself. I cannot imagine living from the ex perspective of the mindset of, oh, I'm just a accident and creation of atoms that like, I, like, I can't even imagine what that's like. But a lot of people live like that. And I, 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 yeah, I want to, ignite that spark in them again help them remember and i think the best way for us to do that is to embody that and become that as we embody that essence it stirs something with them vibrationally something gets lit um and that flame that match becomes like a match that starts to set off all the other matches and eventually with that momentum we can we can and will change the entire world but we're just up against right now some primitive but overarching challenges, mainly censorship, like technology, like that control aspect is our, our biggest obstacle. Um, but I would say getting the information out, focusing on reconnection to the elements and harmonics and frequency and sound, which I think we've made such great strides in recently. It's really exciting to see so many people talking about cymatics and yeah. the reconnection of um, science, empirical science with spirituality and mysticism again we've lost that since like the days of tesla you know it's been gone for a while and getting back there and uh i think that will be and it is already happening will be the quantum physics i'm like i nerd i geek out to quantum physics pretty hard but wow. it, it's exciting because you have all these scientists and i love it but quantum physics is one of the things that led me back to spirituality i was like what when you mm -hmm. zoom in, there's no matter. Like, what? What are we? What is that? Why does this look solid? Why does that look solid? Like, it, it open. Like, I love it. And I, you have all these quantum physicists that are just like who were so. I don't know if the words atheistic, but like they just were in a very materialistic mind frame, and uh, they go down this road, and they're like, I suddenly believe in God or like a higher, a higher something because they're like, the more they dive the more quantum you go, the more mysterious everything gets, right? Um, a meditative exercise, I suggest everyone to do because it's like you'll have your own journey and experience and it's so fascinating. But when you go into your meditation, whatever you're doing, having an exercise where you're going inwards and you know, focusing on the sensations of your body, like you're just tuning into your breath, your heart, everything, but really starting to tune in and focus your energy inwards, inwards, like smaller, smaller, smaller. So like bring it down to your, your heart, your organ system, your body, and then start zooming into your cells. 
Mm -hmm. atoms of your cells, the protons, neutrons, electrons, the quarks, and just keep going and going and going intentionally with your mind just and see what, because the images of what is really there will come to you as you're doing that with the intention of seeing what's there. And you'll just find yourself on the other side of like, it just never ends essentially. I mean, that's, I don't want to like ruin that experience for people, but as the smaller you get also the bigger everything gets the microcosm and the macrocosm um you get to the smallest end of a particle and you end up on another big bang again if that makes sense you get to that bottom of this as small as you can go and then you come out the other end in a it just and it keeps just going and going and it's a journey you're, you're the baby from 2001 or something and <laughs> yeah, that makes it, that's very hermetic i'm going to try that because that's definitely a more interesting than me meditating going Oh, uh, there's a white light on me. There's a white light on my pinky toe. There's a white light on my butt. You know, this sounds more exciting, very hermetic, because you're, yeah. you know, the macrocosm is the microcosm mm -hmm. as within, so without. So you're just mm -hmm. sort of uh, going right through this. So yeah, so that's one of your techniques. I love it. And another really amazing one, I think that's easy, like because it's, it's it just is the knowledge of this information, the awareness of it, and anyone can do it, and your life can change the moment you do is. Um, as you hear that saying so much like energy flows where attention goes, but what they mean by that. So when you're in meditation, like, what is that really bringing just your mind and your breath, but even just, just even forget your breath, just your mind to a certain focus. If you take your mind right now and you're bringing it to the awareness of your crown chakra or like, okay, I'm going to tune into the awareness the top of my scalp, the center of my head, like where your crown chakra is, what does that feel like? You'll start to slowly feel a tingling sensation. As the moment you bring awareness, you've activated that chakra. And then what you can do is tuning into, as you're just bringing your awareness, like if I was to say to you, Miguel, what does the top of your center of your head feel like right now? And you're like, I don't know, let me check. Like you're going into that mindset. You Like that's how you do it though. You right. actually tune into that area. And then when you get to that area, we're like, okay, I can kind of feel something. Imagine a cord coming out of your crown, because we all have it called the prana tube that connects us to divinity, but we're just so shut off from that. But imagine that cord coming out of our crown, hooking like a fishing hook into divine source. And if you don't have a visual, you could think the center of the sun, center of the galaxy, whatever that is. But then you start pulling in that light through your inhales into your prana tube. And as you do that, you cultivate that energy throughout your body. Um, you can start redirecting on your exhales out your finger palm chakras, move energy that way as well as the chakras and the soles of your feet and your toes, because you have those as well. And you become this beacon of, imagine like strings of energy out of your fingers, your toes, your, like you can build so much etherically and energetically. You have the tube from the top and your tubes from below. So the feet is the other important aspect on your exhales, imagining roots coming out the soul, like chakras and the soles of your feet, as well as your toes. And the soles of your feet, these roots coming out, anchoring you down to the center of your earth at the same time, that cord hooking you up to that, whatever God is for you, that light source. Yeah. And that is going to be your, I think your starting point. Everyone's a really good starting point for everybody. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you do online meditation or just with clients? Because I know you're far away. You're in uh, Trudolini's fascist <laughs> Canada. Isn't that where you're living? It's crazy. <laughs> Like, oh my god, like, I'm crazy talk. We're trying to get like our plan is to go to I honestly actually get to Costa Rica in the next year because no. I'm one of those people that normally would be like, Yeah, stay behind and fight and whatever, but mm, I want to be I'm not a, I can't be of service if I have 
no internet access, no, like if it's complete censorship and they like, phrase I, your bank accounts. <laughs> that was insane. But you know what though? I, in a weird way, loved the way that it, that got, because it was, it pulled off the mask of Trudeau and what was really behind it. Like even myself, as much as I already had a cynical perspective of government, obviously when that, Freedom Convoy and the Trekker Convoy happened. I remember thinking to myself, like, I was so excited to see what Trudeau's first appearance was going to be after that, like his first like public, like what he was going to say about the Trekkers. And me being my naive self thinking that people have decency in them still in politics. I don't know. I thought that he'd be like forced to be like, I apologize. I realize that Canadians, because I'm like, how could he pretend to not like, of course, he's going to have to admit that the majority of Canadians feel that way because we do like that's been publicized now. And then I stopped. Like, you know, I felt like I was in crazy land. Like, Kim, go on public appearance and be like, this is a, sm like, but saying what he said, the small fringe, crazy community. And I'm like, whoa, this is that, yeah, that's crazy, but this is fascinating because they're forced now. Like, what, what do we, what we really have on our side in this war, among many things, we have so many things going for us, is that everyone's been forced to show their hand. Everyone's been forced to show their cards. COVID, or, um, that <laughs> time of the, <laughs> That time of the that yeah. time of our lives, yeah. that timeline the, thing that happened. The universe was menstruating <laughs> and it was in a very bad mood. Very, very interesting <laughs> way. But it was what I was paying attention to during that time, among many things, was the alliances and who was saying what and doing what in the political scene. What governments were supporting what agendas, which ones weren't, which ones were pro the thing, which ones were anti the thing, you know, like and just paying attention and I was like this is so fascinating this would have taken me decades of intel research to get the kind of intel I got just observing that whole political chess game play out because we we do know now like who is for what who is against what in terms of policy in terms of freedom liberty censorship like we have a very good concept and we have just as much it is just as enlightening the people who did not speak up just because they didn't promote or force things that were violating our free will does not save them from this. If they didn't like, like I'm just saying politicians right now, there's a bunch of them who might not have vocally um, pushed certain things or done whatever, but they also never tried to stop it. They also never tried to help us or prevent Like they're just, they're, they're all the same, you know? And for me, that's, and it was enlightening because I was still, I still clung on to my little tiny bit of optimism. I was like, there has to be, you know, good people in politics. And I don't know, like I was hopeful. And I think there might be somewhere in there, maybe. One or two somewhere there. One or you two. You just never hear about them, that's all. <laughs> or they don't make yeah. it in. Or they They're get filtered out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Not I, I, given I, the power. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a space that you almost have to it's so infiltrated right now that I, I, it's as well as we've seen, you don't, like you were saying, you don't get in unless you're part of that agenda. And um, because like, well, and I think their ability to have such control over who makes it in is really the control of the media, unfortunately, which they've established. That is one thing that they have at the moment that I, I think we're in the process of taking back. And I'm excited about what that will look like, especially if we get a new internet that is free of like, like a, 
Tesla version, like I don't, I don't know, promote, so like I don't know what Tesla's intentions are, whatever. But like, if we have a version of internet that's freedom of speech, free of censorship, something outside of our current internet, that would be an interesting play, where we could actually communicate openly and everything. Because right now they have way too much. This by what they, I'm talking about the overarching system, and not even just the globalist deep state thing. I'm talking even higher than that, like whatever the non-physical thing that's that they're all kind of whatever that is. Um, the media, I think, is really their uh, strong arm in this game right now because they can decide who gets media attention, who gets the interviews on TV. If someone runs in politics, oh, we don't like that person. They're not getting on. They don't. They don't get on TV. Exactly. They get interviews, right? Exactly. So that's pro very problematic. And uh, I think that's probably going to be a big, one of our biggest challenges right now is getting control of the media back. Well said, indeed. I would agree. Vince, do you have a question for Ashley? Or? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put forth a, uh, a a possibility. Let's say that might explain some of this. Let's say you are the one creator, right? The everything and all. Supposing you decided to create a game for yourself. So you set up a whole bunch of rules and so a bunch of quote unquote laws, right? Mm -hmm. And you decided that you were going to immerse yourself in this game and forget that you were the one creator and you're going to split yourself in a whole bunch of little players, right? And you take turns being one player and the other and see mm -hmm. what happened to just let, let the thing go. Do you think that's a feasible uh, possibility? <laughs> I'm laughing because I've I've had literally a download. Uh, by downloading, because just I don't know who knows what what means. For me, that means information that comes from a source that I don't understand. But one second I don't know something, and the next second there's information in my head about the nature of time and space or something, and I'm like, where did that come from? Or what? Just something that's beyond. I didn't read it in a book; it just popped in there, you know. Um. Anyways, I had a specific. A download we'll call it about that exact thing and how it was shown to me the nature of time you're like come on more more on point at least how I was, I was perceived it we all have our um I feel like whatever you just said clearly you had the same experience and yeah, like, I yeah. right obviously came yeah. from somewhere we we're all just articulating it with our lenses and our it comes out a bit differently through each one of our vessels but how I would mean, I'd love to hear your experience of it but mine it was shown to me as a CD and imagine pressing play on certain parts of the movie, rewind, pause, play, fast forward, and it's the present, past, future, and that DVD is all there, right? Like the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie is already there, and it's gone. It's all in there, yeah. Yeah, you're just jumping and pressing play at certain parts, as certain characters, as certain roles, until you immerse and experience everything. And I'm assuming it's for the intention to expand that divine, that essence's just consciousness and uh, <clears throat> experience, but I that's exactly how I saw it as well. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's really what that is, is, you know, I put it forth as a little story, but that's the mystic experience that some mm. of us have have um, experienced, you know, that that's it, that all is one, that's how all can be one. You have to that's... get rid of the concept of linear time. Yeah, which is hard. It, it, even oh, obviously, like I, I know that time's an illusion, but I still like trying you know, trying to live in this reality and step outside of that where every possible realm has existed. Like I, someone else explained it to me in a way that um, helped me a little bit better try to imagine that 
because we like, I mean, imagine we're a multidimensional being like outside this physical, once we're done with this physical vessel, what we might be like, what that reality might be like for us. And imagine we were outside the confines of time, like what that would be. And I heard one theory of it being like a book where every possible thing has like already happened, but you go in and you pick what chapter you want to read. Same thing, kind of like that DVD or whatever, right? And as a multidimensional being, you're picking a page that you want to read or press or part of the DVD you want to press plan or jump into. And in essence, as you're saying, like that thing that's jumping into pressing play, experiencing each one of those, it's one, it's the same essence, right? And it's, I have to remind myself this well, because I get moments where I get dualistic. I get um, my, hum like very human. And I'm just like, oh, this person is, even politics right now, I'm ranting and raving about it. <laughs> I guess we're all part of the same thing. Like I'm reminding myself of this. Ooh, it makes me crazy. But so yeah, you're very right. It's like playing Monopoly and griping the fact that you don't own Park Place and Broadway. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's why the dice went. There's your constriction of free will, the game itself, yeah. however it was set up in the beginning. Mm, very true. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. But, you know, I'm glad I did because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I had my experience. I don't want to take a lot of time up mm. right now, but basically I was – hacking phones when I was a kid in college and I ran into a blind gal on the phone and all of a sudden our minds linked and I could hear what she was thinking. She could hear what I was thinking. And that's how we stayed on the phone for 24 hours. Yes. And about a week later I was on a date with my fiance and I pulled the car over because something came over me and this huge vision came about how we were all one and how consciousness worked and all that other stuff. So that that's the, the thumbnail. Of, of what my experience was and it's affected me to this day yes. well, obviously yeah it's there yeah i mean it's a it's something you know it's gnosis yes that's my gnosis and i, I know i'm i buy the question like i wonder i wonder what is it that some of us experience that and some of us don't because it seems to be like each of us who have it's experiences that we don't like really control it just has something that happens to us and yeah I, wonder I don't know higher self that chooses that path when we, before we get here we're like we're gonna have an existence where we're aware that we're higher beings when we're stuck in a third dimension versus probably at some point we were like oh i want to experience like full immersion of 3d like physical reality where i never have gnosis i'm sure our higher self wants that experience too for its portfolio of essence experience but um I, I, that question has always nagged at me is like, why is it that some of us get that? Because it's like, it, it's such a blessing, but I'm sure as you've experienced too. the, the yes. double-edged sword, right? When the people you love, there's so many people you that just can't see the world from, and they, because they haven't had that experience and you can't be angry at them and will happen if and when it's meant to for them. But yeah, there's definitely a higher process in place that gives that to each of us that none of us can control. I don't think it's, Mentors. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if each character in the universe, you know, and you know, each sentient character at least, um, has the potential of doing it. Can they choose it? I, I, I don't know either. Yeah, that's it's a mystery. It is. How do you do it in your life, Ashley? Because uh, I'm sure you don't. Uh, let's say go grocery shopping with the kids, and the, the checker goes, "Ma'am, how are you doing today?" And he's like. I've been downloaded with mystical powers and the arc of the <laughs> you just go off. You have to keep 
keep your mouth shut and just pretend like all of us. It is honestly the double-edged sword of this yeah. gnosis. It's the not being able to be my authentic self or for those of us who know. And by know, I don't mean know everything. I mean just know your divine essence. Um, having that, that gnosis even in a world where so many people don't have that same experience is it's frustrating, but at the same time, like I learned, you adapt, you play along. And I, I just wait for cues, right? I pretend to be a little normie, like the rest of us do my groceries, yeah. like everything else. But when I engage in conversation, um, like today I was out somewhere and I saw someone's tattoo was of like a sacred symbol. And immediately that sparks a conversation. Like, I know I can go there yeah. immediately with that person or, um, I just I find it's organic and I'll test the waters like with anybody, right? Like if I start talking about this stuff and they start to like their eyes glaze over, I just know it's just know to stay at the frequency that they're at. And I, I, honor, I honor and respect that. I don't even mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm like, okay, that's the frequency or whatever they're playing at. That's where they're at right now. And I'll play with them. Like I'll engage in that role play with them at their level. But then when I meet someone like your guys' selves, that's my favorite when I'm like, I get to come out and play. Like I get to actually be myself. I get to like ask the things or say the things that I would say without a filter. And it's not often. I, I'm lucky if I meet one person a year in the real world. Lucky if I meet them like in, in person that is of that nature. Um, I meet a lot of great people, lovely people. But just if I talked about this stuff, like archons, and like they would just be like, think of <laughs> Multi <laughs> dimensions, like omniversal police force, they'd be like, "What is she smoking?" Like, yeah, can we switch seats to something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing that was impressed upon me, and the people in my college computer center where I worked must have thought I was crazy, is that I had to share this, and the message was share it. If they saw it and recognized it, it was great. If not move on don't press mm -hmm. it don't don't try to proselytize or push whatever and i have to say for most of my life i have not done a good job <clears throat> in, in sharing it and one of the reasons is i'm on eon bite with miguel mm -hmm. here is is to try to do that you know but mm -hmm. we do what we can you know and you're yeah. doing that yeah and it's it's uh, a struggle and I, I was reading a book uh, one of so my favorite books but one of them um was a book called The Peaceful Warrior. It's a true story. And um, anyways, there's a spiritual master in it and his nickname is Socrates. And there's this part where he talks, like, so his student at the time is asking, like, how do I go about teaching and passing on these teachings? And so many people, because he has, he takes his student on profound experiences, like telepathic, touches his temples where he like teleports, like, you know what I mean? Things like you can't just tell a random, like, and so anyway, so Dan, this character, he's like, how am I going to share this gnosis or these experiences? Like, how am I going to help people? And Socrates said the advice, and I've, I've sat on this. And it was never let people ask. If they don't ask, it's because they're not ready. And Dan's like, well, how will I know if they're ready? And Socrates said, you will know, because if they're ready, they will ask. And I have learned this, but that anytime I have tried to force my stuff, which I've, I've done a million, zillion times because I want to help people, right? I'm like, you need to know the truth about everything. But when I've done that, <laughs> like, I'm, panicked. I'm like, oh, the archons, whatever. But when I've done that, it is nothing good has ever come from that. Um, in the sense that they might have been tolerant of my, you know, um, and just like nodded and smiled and whatever, but they didn't continue to ask questions after I got out whatever I wanted to say. It was like, they let me finish. And then suddenly it was like, so, uh, that weather or whatever the heck is going like you know what and, and so I've I've had to cultivate that um 
self-control and, and patience and it's not easy. And, and I fail, I still fail at it at times where I just want to, you know, cause when you have that, you want to share that with people, but I've learned that when they're ready, they'll ask. And especially cause think of us, right. As seekers, what do we do? Whenever we meet someone at our level, we start asking a million questions because we're seeking. We're like, Oh, they might have an answer for this or that. And that's our nature. And so if they're not asking and they're just not ready, I'm, I'm, I was one of the best advice I ever came across. So it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, tell us too about your other cool project for the audience. She, uh, Ashley, mainly works out of Facebook and she does a lot of videos daily and they are just a great source of content. Uh, hopefully she'll expand because Facebook is kind of a dying medium. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you've saved your videos because I think you should uh, expand to other places. And of course, you know, it's not uh, if it's when Mark Zuckerberg decides to nuke you. So you need to be prepared for that, Ashley. So yeah. I would expand. And just as I'm expanding, you know, I'm in YouTube jail. So I'm looking, try to get Rockfit going rumble and it'll work out better because hopefully eventually I can stream it to many places mm -hmm. after next week live and store it and all that. So. When it, it's interesting you bring that up, Miguel, because I actually have a point I want to add to that because people who would know me and even my professional life would be like, why are you just so, because I've a I've been a director of marketing agencies, like I have, I have a strong yeah. background in that. It's It truly is by choice. And I'll, I can't even tell you, and I'm not trying to like brag or something, this is just the truth. How many different opportunities have presented themselves over the years where people are like, oh, I'll just hand tried to hand me something on a silver platter in terms of a, my own show or my own something but it, intuitively in my gut whenever something um something big feels like it's for um like where it, feel, it feels too easy or like i don't i haven't earned it i know that there's a price i know that there's a cost and in my soul something was like just not yet not yet like uh, there was this internal whisper that just kept saying no this isn't the one just not yet and something kept also a hold like in um not in a bad way, but as I would start to expand and feel that urge of like that, and I, I oscillate constantly between when is the right time to try to expand and push this knowledge out and risk alerting the higher systems that I don't want even knowing that I exist, basically. Um, when do I put like take that step in the game? Because it is a step in that move in that game um energetically like i i see things on a different level i don't really see things i mean i see things like from an earth level obviously i'm here but i imagine it as frequency wise each of us obviously we have all of our own frequencies and where we're at we're obviously in a realm where whether you're going to call them archons whatever it is it's kind of like these dark controllers whatever they are i imagine in my mind's eye i see it as almost like this frequency alert technology type thing where when one of us reaches a level of consciousness there's something in their system that they are alerted to that like there's something there that they're able to pick up on when we one of us either has a gnosis or i don't know like i just intuitively feel that show up in the board right yes <laughs> red light red light that's exactly how no, I, I that is literally exactly how I see it is like there's blinking red lights and I'm like there's this something this thing on my guiding me protecting me it feels like sometimes like just like just wanting me to kind of cloak myself a bit and and stay in the shadows as much as I can um as long as I can and it's been one of the most difficult things I've ever tried to do is try to figure out this the war strategy of 
avoiding the detection of certain energies that I don't want knowing about me while trying to find and reach out to the people that I want knowing about me. In this world of digital control and censorship that's everywhere, it's been a dance. Um, but it was honestly like I and I like I was saying I've been oscillating between that and nothing just felt in my in, in my heart and in my soul it just didn't feel right yet. And when we had this conversation about doing this show, it like I was literally covered with goosebumps. And that's just like my thing. Like it's like my, my that's how I get my um, confirmation that, okay, it's time. Hence why you're seeing, why you're seeing. <laughs> it's, um, I'm ready to expand and get out there. I've, um, it's been very nice and quaint on Facebook. I've enjoyed it because mm -hmm. it's a small little space that I've cultivated over the years. And we have a beautiful little, wonderful group of um, souls on there, but I think I have to be less selfish now. And um, cause I, I have this, I, some people like desire fame and stuff. I get that that's like what most people want. I genuinely really like my solitude and um, I don't, I don't really, it's like, how do I go about helping the most people without people knowing who I am? Like still maintaining hidden. Like, honestly though, I, I don't, I don't want my, my worst, reality would be me walking on the street and everyone knowing my face and being like, Oh, like, right. Have no privacy or no, like that would be my nightmare. So I'm trying well, can't to you be like your prime minister and wear blackface. I know, I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays the masks that they have this Hollywood mask. Like, I don't know if these people are real. Like I've yeah. seen, I'm sure you've seen those videos where they take off these silicone masks of different celebrities. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look completely real. Like they're that human. And then it's a silicone mask. I'm like, do we really know wh who's underneath what? I don't, but yeah, you're right. I could get one of those masks. Good call me, girl. Who do I want to trust as? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell well, us that, uh, what... Oh, go ahead, Vince. Yeah, your fame is also it leads uh, into the creation of cults because as mm -hmm. soon as you become famous, you get a bunch of followers who aren't looking in themselves. They're looking up to the guru yeah. and the famous guru. And, they, and you know, hey, all of us, you know, have that. I mean, I'm impressed when I meet a celebrity. You know, I have a mm -hmm. list of them in my phone somewhere of all the celebrities mm -hmm. I've met or talked to. Uh, so, you know, that that's the, it's the temptation. It's the... Mm -hmm. So, so that I think that's you know another thing. I I too shy away from mm -hmm. you know from you know being too well known. I'm not liking that idea. Well, there's something about it, and I, I'm not saying that it can't be possible to be well known and still maintain your your heart. Um, but I haven't really seen it yet, and that frightens me a little bit. It and keeps me hump, like honestly, keeps me humble and keeps me grounded and a bit cautiously aware of it and a bit away from it. Like where there's a moment, like, well, to give you an example, this is just one of many, but years ago I was working at a front desk at a very, very high end hotel. So like the kind of high end hotel where any concerts that came into town or celebrities for movies, like we were that hotel that they would stay at. And so I met a lot of celebrities like working at just the front desk of a hotel. And I've never come across beings that were so, I don't know, like just miserable, like just, mm. I couldn't even imagine like what their internal dialogue must have been like, but just angry at the world it felt like, I don't know, they were just not happy. And um, I, I couldn't even imagine being in that mindset of the type of things they would look for to get angry about, like, 
the temperature was at 26.345 degrees when it should have been 26.327, like, or whatever, like, but crazy things. Like when you fix it, like, whoa, like, I don't, I don't know. But anyways, and I saw that so consistently that every single person who reaches a certain level of fame, it's like they, they, I don't know, they lose their, I haven't come across it yet that, and not that I'm saying I'm ever going to be like that or ever want to or anything like that. I'm just saying it's, it's kept me, like it's kept me cautiously aware of that industry and just kind of that, what that world is like. Um, but uh, yeah, but then I've also seen, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I haven't met some of them in person, so I can't be certain. Um, but there's people I follow obviously online who seem like amazing motivational speakers and wonderful people who've reached a high levels of success who I'm hoping <laughs> or who they seem who they seem to be online like are on tv off camera like I'm hoping they are that would be lovely but uh yeah it's just a I have a cautionary sense of it and I think that's a good thing um it's um I think it's and just to expand I I think maybe when things probably go a bit darker is when you're not the one who's in control of that that elevation so if you say let's say you have some other industry or something i'm assuming and you're sending a contract with something like and you have something else that's controlling that process i, I that's where i would be very like i have no interest in that whatsoever um where it ha- for me it has to be just very organic very no censorship no anything um because the moment and, and i don't know like the moment there's any control over my expression that funnel that ability to download and whatever that is it just turns immediately off the moment there's like a restriction placed on, like I even have a difficult time sometimes if I don't do live videos, if anything feels scripted or like I just lose my connection. So I, um, yeah, I just want that the process to be really organic, but this was the, I call it like I'm saying my husband, like my coming out party, cause it is. Like I was like, I literally <laughs> made the decision. I was like, this is it. Like I'm going out like after this with the intention, I went with this very clear, to be of service to selfishly, I want to help elevate the consciousness of this planet because it kills me on the inside to see and experience what's like it does. Like I, and I'm not exaggerating, I don't sleep a lot of times. Like it's, it's a heavy weight to bear. Um, like I'm very empathic and, and feeling, which is amazing sometimes. I feel so many amazing things and good things. But I also feel the lowest, like the really heavy stuff as well. Like when there's stuff happening on the planet or I feel it in my soul and selfishly, I'm like, I just want this to end. Like, I, just want, I want things to be better for everyone though, really. And I, it's the potential of knowing what we can be all of us versus what we are. It's like such a, like it's so amazing and we have such a like can you imagine like what would we be like if a hundred percent of our dna is activated i like to ponder this can you imagine no, no. if this is us at like one two percent what like at that movie lucy but like that's like the right. hollywood version can you imagine us on esoteric metaphysical hundred percent dna like what are we god, like god like i don't outer limits did a show on that with david mccallum it's called the sixth finger I don't know if you've ever seen that. Did you see that, Miguel? It's with David McCallum. He started out as kind of almost like a stable boy in the scientist's uh, lab. And he went and a scientist invented this thing that could advance his DNA. So he sat in this booth. His head got bigger and bigger and bigger. Before you know it, he he looked at all the regular humans as insects. 
Mm. which is related to that thing before where we were talking about celebrities and what mm. happens, they have to isolate themselves, but they have each other. So they become an elite class. And mm. so there's some real issues, you know, um, trying to work this game out to try to mm -hmm. figure out how everybody, since we can't all get there at the same time, mm -hmm. uh, how people could become quote unquote enlightened or whatever, or get the message a little bit at a time. And what happens mm. with the other people who aren't and get mad at them and just attack them. Yeah, it's um, I'm with you on that struggle. Like I, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm just an optimist. I am. I always want to like look at the good and everything. And it was that recent era of our history, um, couple last couple years, that was very eye opening for me because I was like, we're about to ascend. We're about to go to the fifth dimension. I was. New I was riding that wave, that new age wave. I was like, age yeah. of Aquarius, right? right? Age of Aquarius. I was there. Um, the Pleiadians are coming, like the whole thing. Yeah, those and guys do. That happened. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like just seeing humanity as a, not everyone obviously, but a majority just turn against, like go down that path of division and duality. Like, like just so, just what freaks me out the most was seeing people just because some other authority figure that they've never met, never anything said, you need to not like this person. That is your family. That is some, uh -huh. like, like, and people just do that without, without even questioning it. I was like, holy SHIT, we have a ways further to go than I thought. Like, I thought we were, like I said, I thought we were riding on that wave. And I'm not saying that that, like, it's not something that can, can like, can happen, obviously, but you're very um, receptive because I wonder if those energies, when they affect people before they're able to perceive it with the, Con like if that would be like a consequence of that is something like that like mass hysteria like I I don't know I would I'd be curious um what the true science like I don't know, ethical scientific studies of that but like you know like what that would be like um like if you take people on a different I'm I'm so curious if all these different all of us we have different vibrational energetic signatures let's say a gust of cosmic energy rushes in and hits us all at the same time each person who's at a different energy signature, like what does that look like for us? So it's like the people who are at the higher signatures, I'm guessing would be like, oh, it's like euphoria. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm assuming maybe some people have like the really lower vibrations, like really rooted in the materialistic world. I don't know. Maybe they would experience a lot of fear, but I don't know if it would be positive. Like I, it'd be a weird yeah. polarity, I think. I strange reminiscent of the rapture right where all the good people get sucked up to the sky and then everybody else is left left over what would be like <laughs> everybody else going to try to kill each other or what <laughs> they weren't the good ones <laughs> i don't know and They're i like problem you know i don't have the answer but no me neither and i just i'm playing this one step at a, at a time and trusting that i only ever i feel like i only ever get shown the step ahead of me but i take that step and then the next one comes and i just keep going and because i don't have the end result either and uh i think we just have to be cautious and wise and mindful and especially as we're in this era of technology it's such a fascinating um precipice because man could this go one of two ways like and i mean like in an exciting way too i was reading what book i can't remember is it the ultimate frontier or esoteric order i don't know one of the two but it's about ancient like this brotherhoods and mystery schools and things like that and um different civilizations um supposedly this is like a very natural part of our 
like all civilizations go through this where they reach once they hit a level of technology they either that draws them forward up that like ascension path because they use the technology as a spiritual um, enhancement like use it to help them uh i don't know could, could be communicate with higher energies right. raise their vibration whatever they use it for positive means or they go down like oh how could we use this to elevate our materialistic wants and desires or just experimentation that's reckless that especially quantum experiment experimentation can create some issues Weaponized um, things yeah yeah like almost like the cern thing and all those things it's yeah. poses some questions and we're at this place i feel like right now it's like a parallel timeline i feel like to what it must have been like in atlantis right before the fall i'm guessing when they when they that technology was misused and we're here we are again the technology has been handed to us and it's like what what are we going to do with it again? So we'll see. We'd have to feed everybody and house everybody, make everybody on the planet comfortable before we'd even have a chance. Because if we don't, say half the world, you know, reaches there. The other half of the world who's starving and everything, they're going to come and get us. You know, that they're, they're just going to come and get us. And we have to get everybody involved somehow. And then here's the problem. They're already telling us there's not enough resources on the planet to do it. Which we is have no to scale back. It's I, like I, I think that um, if we removed that overarching icky power structure that's really controlling all this, like just everything. Um, I think as humanity as a collective, if we work together, could create infinite beauty and magic here in terms of that collectivism. But you're right. We're I mean right. my my idealistic side is talking right. Like that's we're not there yet obviously and that um the last few years shown me that it was a very big wake-up call for me um because i wonder that myself it's like i used to be like i'm not exaggerating like 10 years ago i was that person that was like open borders like everyone should be like i was just like that full-on um bleeding heart i don't know that was me and now i'm like well no i'm like because we have to you know that's how drugs get in the like i started just logically like grow up a bit and stuff but um you're right there's so many so many questions and as you were talking it made me think like it's these discussions that are i think our biggest solution to that is having discussions like this and those ex discussions expanding and getting groups of people together and just brainstorming think tanks like not the political kind but like this and working as a collective because each of us like you obviously have your circle right you're a frequency keeper wherever you are and you impact where you're wherever you're stationed miguel impacts wherever he's stationed and we each kind of do that all over the planet and i'm hoping that maybe that's an entryway into that because yeah not everyone is obviously on the same page um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got work to do a lot of work to do, but we keep going little by little. So tell us, Ashley, about your Sanctum Sapientia Divine. Hmm. I hope I said it as good as one of those demons in those exorcists. <laughs> they only speak Latin in these films. No, it's all good. Um, for me, how this started, it's been an ongoing thing for, like, gosh, for like a good 10 years now at least was 15 years, maybe, maybe 15. Anyways, but how it started was I was like, okay, whatever happened to those mystery schools of ancient Egypt, of ancient Atlantis? And I was like, I'm going to go to those schools. Like, where do I go and learn, like sit up with a group of people and practice how to manipulate energy? And like, where do I go for this? And I like, I like, 
I started on Google mystery schools in Canada. Like we don't like I didn't know what to do. I was just trying to like, <laughs> searching for that. That my soul was so hungry for that communion of that being around those like-minded beings. And um, so I think that was how it started. I was feeling just so alone and where I was at. I was at a beginning of my journey. I was starting to see auras and energy fields, and, and nobody else I knew was having anything like that. And I'm like. I need to find my people. <laughs> like, where are my people? And um, so I'm, yeah, so I started looking up like mystery schools, and of course, there's none publicly, right? And I'm like, okay, I know they exist, but like, where are they? And then I thought, you know what? That saying how if something you want doesn't exist means you're supposed to create it. I thought, what the heck? Let's just give it a shot, a little try, see what happens. And this was back when I lived in Calgary, and I created a meetup group, like just something like. I just wanted to meet a friend that I could talk about chakras and auras and things with basically. And I just created something called the mystery school of enlightenment. That's all it was. And my first night. So this was, yeah, almost like 15 years ago. My first night, almost 50 people showed up like five zero. I was so not prepared for that because I was just at the beginning. Like I was just learning how to meditate and I'm like, wow. But what it was enlightening to me was that, clearly there was a demand for that people i wasn't the only one searching up mystery schools or like there's like other people who are having the same yearning and naturally because i didn't have anything like planned of that nature to to deal with that amount of people i just thought okay like let's just all sit in a circle and talk about why we're here and what we want out of it and i was shocked like every single one of us we just ended up kind of telling our stories like we're doing even right now, like why they were there. And each person, like I learned about so many different types of psychic abilities and mystical experiences, like learning about bands, like your experience, like it's all those, but like we were talking in a circle. I'm like, oh God, this is like soul food for me. It was just heaven. <laughs> and, um, like the, and, and there were tears, like so everyone almost, almost everyone cried because of how the isolate, the feeling of isolation and just wanting others that they could be themselves with. And there was a, one that really hit me hard and it was an older man, must've been, I don't know, like um, late seventies or so, but he had never, his, his mom or um, his mom, sorry, his wife and kids, he had four kids, something like that. But he had the ability, he was so evolved in his path that he could see people's energy fields like an x-ray. Like he could look at me and you or anybody and just like a human x-ray. Like there was a meaning of, meaning of the X-Men here. Like little did I know. I felt like I was primitive compared to the people that showed up. And, but that makes me wonder how many sleeper cells we actually have out there. And we don't know about because they dress like us and look like us. Not like this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like in our normal how we all are when we go to the grocery store. And I think there's a lot of us out there that are like that or have this inclination towards the mysteries and the spirituality that we just think we're alone. So we don't express that part of ourselves. So we don't end up attracting those people and whatever. But anyways, so after that happened, that was like a huge, just eye opener for me. And that ended up getting because I wasn't prepared for that. Like at that time, I just wasn't um, to tackle that on, and it ended up getting corrupted pretty quickly as well. Other people were just, um, just the vibe wasn't right, and um, and then I've like been simmering on this for years about really what I want because I don't want power. I don't want to be this hierarchy like where ah oh, you have to go through me and I'm going to initiate. No, <laughs> like I don't want any of that crap, and I I feel bad because. I kind of mock sometimes these other um, like secret secret societies or mysteries. There's nothing against anybody, whether it's like the Rosicrucians or Freemasons or whoever, like the Great White Brotherhood, like doesn't matter. My mindset has been, and I equally mock them with love, as that. <laughs> but like I do, like it's if we're at a uh, 
while I understand why certain information had to be kept reserved and hidden, like I fully obviously understand that, why that was for so long. I think that we're at a place now where the same reasons that we had to keep a lot of that information hidden because we would get burned at the stake and all like, like those reasons aren't really there anymore, that, that portion of it. But also I feel like a lot of those schools have get got caught up in the pageantry, like the, you know what I mean? Like you have to, it doesn't feel yeah. like organic. I don't know. It's lost. I feel like it's true essence. And even then I went to some meetings. I won't even say which ones. Cause like, I don't want to make any sound bad or anything, but cause they're all, lo- they're all lovely people. But when I went, I felt like I was just at like church or something. Like it was someone talking about things, which is still good. Like I learned things, but I wanted practicum. I wanted I wanted to play, like play, like I wanted to take, okay, I love that. I just had this amazing lesson from that person. That was really good information. Now, can we practice it? Can we practice like feeling each other's energy? Can we practicing each other's auras? Can we like, please, like, is how, how are we going to refine these skills together? Um, Cause it takes work. If we're going to get to a point where we need, where we need to get to, to tackle on this, these forces, these opposing force, um, energetic forces, we are truly going to have to, become spiritual warriors. And so what I'm trying to do is cultivate a magnetic center of like-minded energy that not only wants to um, raise their own level of consciousness, because that's beautiful. Like there's a place for those people, like those monks sitting on the mountaintops, like love them, like not like beautiful. Like obviously their soul and that adds purpose to this world. I don't want to take that experience away, but for this purpose, for, the sanctum is is what I envision is more of a warrior mindset. So it's it's I what I want is beings who not only want to cultivate their their own um, skills, but have this inner calling to just be of service, to be to pass that on, and this never ending desire to keep growing and growing. So even going beyond just okay, so now we've mastered our own personal energy body. Now we can help master the energy of our own area and then earth and then our solar system and then our galaxy and then start to work in an intergalactic like, cosmic relationship, but the, the never ending desire to be of service. And this calling that I is something I, you can't teach people. You can't put it in people. It's like you either have it or you don't and no judgment if you don't, if you just want to do your own path and work on yourself, that's beautiful. That adds to the tapestry of creation. That's its own hue to that painting, but I'm wanting like-minded energy where it's like, it's not just about developing ourselves at this point. It's like there's an inner calling of creating a sense of harmony and mastering the skill set to sense or detect discordance and disharmony that is un, that is um, potentially catastrophic. Because we obviously, I want people. I don't want to like be that like ruins everyone's fun. Like I don't want to jump in on a plan and be like, you guys are having too much fun. No, like no, it's not the kind of like. But let's say you have a planet that is just at the precipice where the beings have just started learning about technology and quantum technology. And you can tell that their technology is far surpassing their wisdom. And they're like, you, you might want to say as a higher being, like, oh, maybe we might want to go in and just assist and draw, like just help a little bit, like, but like these cosmic stewards. And that's what I really want to cultivate for us is um, not just because like, I mean, we have enough work to do here. I should, I should start small. Like I have a, such, I have a hard time reining it in, but starting here. <laughs> working on this place and as we um create the harmony here eventually that would be my goal i don't know if i'll get to it in this lifetime i hope so but if we can get earth cleaned up that would be where i'd want to head next is into the working on 
um, maintaining harmony throughout the cosmos. Healthy. Sounds person. like a plan. Yeah, sounds like a plan. We all have a mission. We all have a purpose. Whatever. Nobody is more important or unimportant mm -hmm. than the other person. So, makes sense. Well, as we as we get towards the end of the interview, anything else you want to share with us, Ashley? Your book. Uh, I'm just else? sharing. Yeah. So I I love writing. I've been writing my whole entire life, and I've started so many books that I just start and I have this momentum and then fizzles out and I, I I don't know it just keeps happening and I haven't found the right I guess topic and then it just came to me the other it was recent actually when my audience shifted so I went from this whole time every time I start trying to write a book because I have wisdom that I want to pass on I want like I don't even if one person I, I, want, I want I don't want my experiences to go to waste like I want someone to like maybe help prevent someone else from going through that because they, I don't know, I just want to be of service and um, at least have it available somewhere for somebody, um, my life and whatever else I've, I've taken from it. But every time I tried to write to humanity, like it just it got stunted for me. And then when I started trying to write from the perspective, because I literally, I actually do this in real life, by the way, where I, <laughs> I like talk to the, I'm assuming the Akashic records, I don't really know, but I just feel this need to document or record my like earth, like my things that I'm experiencing here because I'm always trying to think from the mindset of if I was a multi-dimensional being or something like I would want to know what it's like to be a human like I'd be so curious like if you <laughs> if you had never been human I'd be like oh this is like like that would be like I'd be so curious <laughs> does it feel like to pick my nose or like something? what is, what is it yeah. physical senses the five senses I'd be fascinated I'd be so intrigued to be my like my favorite show to watch and uh I just want to I guess create what I, I would want if I was in that position. And um, so as soon as I shifted my audience and my mind to, look, obviously humanity too, but to like the audience of beings who are non-physical, multidimensional, who are either, who've never been physical, who are either considering the human experience, what it's like to be a physical human, or are just curious about it. And I'm sort of just documenting. So like diary entries, mm -hmm. journaling about that from the perspective of just us as, and I'm not saying some special thing, but just having the knowledge of knowing that you're more than your physical body, what it's like to have that, just that knowledge in this crazy world. It's a mind, like it's a mind, F-U-C-K. It is though, you know, like mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. And each of us could have a best-selling book if we wrote from that, like in the sense of it, I would read each human being's book of what it's been like on this crazy journey. And um, that's what I wanted to, so that's what I'm working on and sharing through that is, what it's been like to know that I have a multi-dimensional divine essence in me as we all do. And then faced with the juxtaposition with this meat sack and like, like I can't walk through walls. I can't see outside of time. Like, what is this place? Like, it's like this, but yeah. And then there's a beauty to it. So it's like, at the same time, like it frustrated and angry. I'm like, Oh, I have so many limitations. Then I taste something really delicious or I, like you have a physical sensation that like, I don't know, like, and then you have that experience and I'm, I don't know. I just, I, I'm writing to an audience of what it's been like to the, the, the highs and lows of that, um, of that journey of knowing what can be while being stuck in this, but also being that and getting to be this, like having, when you can see it from that perspective, cause I had to change my mindset. Cause I, some, I started to play like a victim in my own head where I was like, oh, I'm so limited in this physical body. And then, but then I was <laughs> like that some days, 
But then I was like, no, I'm a divine essence as we all are. And I'm, I get to have a physical body. It's an honor. Like it's a blessing. I get to experience both. Like how cool is that? How cool is that for all of us that we get to be this multidimensional, infinite essence that gets to wear the cloak of this thing that lets us feel things and taste things and touch things. And I'm trying to shift my mind as, as instead of seeing it as something limiting, as something to explore it and, 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 um, just take as a journey and a, a treat that we, who knows, we might not get again. I don't know outside of this life. Maybe this is our last physical. I, I literally think about that. I'm like, what if this is, and then I get scared. I'm like, oh my God, I can never eat again. Like, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I'm like, attached to these five senses. So anyways, that's all that is. It's just an, a mind dump of my journey as a being who's recognized our divine nature with the craziness of this world and what that's like. Amen. Well, look forward to yeah, look forward to all your projects. But yeah, mm-hmm. we probably should uh, bring this amazing interview to an end. And of course, hopefully it's there are more to come. It's not the first and the last, unless one of us gets to a camp, sent to a camp or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, I'll be a blast it's... at FEMA. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a good time, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but for the audience, uh, yeah, I have uh, Ashley's uh, Facebook page or contact there. And in the future, when she chooses to expand, I'm sure I'll put some more of her links to find her wake and her nooses and her sapientia and all that other stuff. But first, Vance, thanks for uh, keeping us company in this inner sanctum of wisdom. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Great to meet you, Ashley, fellow mystic. Heart to heart, third eye to third eye. <laughs> I remember that show. I remember that show, Heart to Heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the reference. What is that? Oh, it's an old show with Robert Wagner, I think. Oh, yeah, Robert Wagner and yeah, uh, yeah. Stephanie Powers, was it? Or something? I think I forget. Yeah, yeah. But it was, oh, it's like a married couple that solved crimes, yeah, murders. Yeah, go figure. And they well, go I mean, on like, vacation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, heart to heart. (laughs) But anyway, we're dating ourselves. Uh, Yeah, awesome. And for those of you who decide to come with us to Facebook, to the chat, great comments as always. Some good questions there. Good to see everybody. Yeah, hi, guys. (laughs) Hello. And again, uh, please stick around because this will evolve. So uh, to see what will be the primary video platform, Rumble or Rockfin or maybe decide to go back to YouTube. So yeah, please keep in touch. If you're on Patreon, I'll just upload it directly in other places. But uh, lots of great live shows coming next week, including topics on Medea, the mystery, religions, Mm -hmm. alchemy, a whole bunch of great shows. Tobias Churton will be joining us and some other great thinkers and seekers. But that is all. So yeah, Ashley, thank you very much for coming to the virtual Alexandria. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Pleasure's all pleasure. ours. All right, everybody. Good night and have a rest of uh, have a rest delightful Saturn day and Sunday and enjoy the rest of your week and happy holidays if you if you do celebrate it. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. You need to go, don't you? No. I can stay. How long? Forever? Every day you'd be here, you'd know what you were missing. What happens? If you go. The worst case scenario? Disintegration of everything into a fiery void. Oblivio is severed. The end of everything. That's all? 
That probably wouldn't happen. I guess I'm more worried about the human factor. You guys kill each other a lot. In fairness, that's usually in your name. Plus, we've gotten much more efficient at it. I like this world. I like my life here with you in the well. But it's not real. I'm not really your wife. You're not really my husband. On some level, it's all pretend. How many versions were there? Ninety. This is the last one. Wow. I've destroyed billions of people with the thought. And you'd like to think that it's painless? Stop. You don't have to explain or apologize. Everything that is is because of you. And if that's all there is, that's enough. So? So, I guess you don't really need to pack anything. I'm good. You're great. It has been a pleasure. Likewise. I love you. I love you too. You bug. <laughs>